Welcome to Branding Your Real Estate. This is your host, Corinne King. Thank you for being here, joining this podcast today, and being a part of the Branding Your Real Estate community. So Branding Your Real Estate was created by a real estate agent for real estate agents to give you inspiration, motivation, and ideas to help you improve your business, your brand, and most importantly, you as a real estate professional. Today, we are focusing on working backwards to design your marketing plan. So what in the heck does this mean? Why are we looking backwards when we should be looking forwards? Well, there's a lot that you can learn from the successes in your business. And that's what we're focusing on. The success in your business. So you're sitting at the closing table and what you can learn from that and how you can build this into your post-closing process to design your marketing and business plan for the future. All right, keep on listening. Congratulations. You have closed on a property. You have some extra money in your account. That's where we're going with this. I really hope that that is the case. So you probably already have this post-closing process that you have, right? So you deliver that closing gift. You go pop some champagne. You take some photos of the buyers at the home and you post to social media. You get a review from the buyers. You put them in your CRM system and you update it. Um, to make sure, one, that they're on a drip campaign to always get market updates because you never know when they want to sell. And also to make sure that you check in one year from now to wish them happy anniversary, happy first year on owning a home, right? So you put all of that in. That's a part of your post-closing. I'm sure many of you already have that. And here's one more step that I highly suggest adding to your post-closing process because this is going to help you really hone in on your business and be more successful and design your marketing plan based on these buyers or sellers that are sitting at the closing table with you. So really, they made it all the way to closing. This is a success. This is a win. This is what it took to make you money and you are now at the end and the money is there. So I feel like in our industry and especially everything going on in social media and the internet and how fast things are growing and evolving. I mean, Clubhouse just came out and I'm still like, what? I just learned Instagram. Um, So we see all these shiny things and we think that we have to do them all. Have to do them all. You know, when you start doing them all, you're probably not gonna do them all really well and you're not gonna connect with anyone. What you really need to do is look at the buyers and sellers who have actually made it to the closing table, purchased something, and go all the way back to the beginning and create an entire path from the day that you met them to your closing. And especially, I want you to pay particular attention to anyone who is your ideal customer avatar. I talk about this all the time. I think this is what drives our business and our marketing and how we do things. Um, so really get clear on who your ideal customer avatar. And if if you've brought those ICAs to closing, figure out what in the heck you did with them from, like I was saying, the day that you met them to the day that you introduced yourself as a real estate professional, all the way to when you went under contract, to the process of showing them property, to putting them under contract, to actually taking them to the closing table and how they reviewed you. So go all the way back. I know we're looking back. We should be looking forward. But in order to learn what worked, you have to actually look at what worked and 
what you need to do to do that again. So rather than reinventing the wheel or testing out all the new shiny things on the market, I'm not saying don't grow and evolve and uh, do the new things because if you're not if you're not on the internet, if you're not on social media, you're not going to be found. It's not saying don't do that, but stop jumping at everything that's thrown at you. Focus on what's working and what has worked for you, and then just take that and recreate it again. So let's look back. Go back to that buyer or seller. Pick them out. Try and pick the ideal custom avatar, the one that you actually want to work with, not the one that was thrown at you from your brokerage and you felt obligated to take it or you're at the bottom and so you have to take every feed, every lead that you get. That's what any veteran agent is going to take you or is going to tell you. They're going to tell you that you have to take these crappy leads because everyone had to do it, right? Not if you can do the marketing to bring in your ideal customer avatar. Once you start making your own money, you can say bye-bye to those crappy leads um, and ask them to send to someone else. So anyways, let's go to that customer avatar. And if you haven't done this already, I mean, make this a part of your post-closing process. Um, but if you haven't done it already, write down all of your ideal customer avatars that actually close on a property, whether they were a lister or whether they were a buyer. Um, and then figure out where did you meet them? Was it a lifelong friend? Was it through through another friend? Was it at a networking event? Was it um, on an online space? Was it because you shared the same passion of saving puppies? Write it down. Where did you meet them? Then write down where was it introduced in that process that you are a real estate professional? And then when did they start coming to you for questions and advice about the market? And then from there, define all of the touch points. Did you start following each other on Facebook? Were they only following your personal page? Or did they also follow your professional page? What social media outlets? Did you meet with them once a month at this social gathering event or charity with Saving the Puppies, of course? Um, what were all of those touch points? Write them down. Get very clear on it. Did you put them on an email list? Were they on your drip campaign? And I don't, I don't know if this is even possible to try and figure out how much they interacted with you. I know like in a CRM list um, and some uh, formats that you can actually look to see like if they opened up the email. So check to see if they opened those up. So figure out what attracted them to you and what nurtured them. So that's the thing is you're figuring out how did you attract them to you and then how did you attract them to you as a real estate professional and then how did you nurture them? So the next step, you nurtured them. Finally, you or I'm just going to say a buyer here. You take them out to see property and then finally you go under contract. Woohoo! And then you make it to the closing table. What did that process look like? What was the experience like? And I want to make sure that the person that you're focusing on also wrote you a glowing review um, because this experience that you're giving your ideal customer avatar is actually a huge part of the process, of the process of rebranding. And really where the magic starts to happen and the money starts rolling in is when you get referrals. And you're only going to get referrals if you do a good job, if you give a good experience. So what did that look like? How did you give white glove service 
And how did you make it special for them? How did you include the you into the process? So don't forget that part and look at that and how you treated these individuals or this one buyer that you're reflecting on right now. Write down that as well. Know that if you went there, you know, we'll go back to a lister and you offered free staging services and you actually came in there and like moved the couch around and moved some tables and helped them declutter. And what was it that you did for them that was so special? How did you make them feel? You have to include the experience part in there because once you understand that you can't stop branding and marketing yourself after they've signed the papers. The most important part is that experience that you give them. All right, so now that I put it all out there, quick recap, and then let's talk through some examples of just so we can see what it looks like on on a piece of paper. I think it kind of is self-explanatory, but I always love hearing examples. It just helps me visualize it more and helps me realize how detailed I should get. And then we're going to talk about how we take what we've learned from this buyer-seller and how we can now put this into a marketing plan or a campaign and use that for the upcoming year, month, life, your business. So let's keep going. So I'm going to give you a quick example of the roadmap that I created for one of my ideal customer avatars that recently closed on a property. All right, this is actually a little fictitious, but I am pulling from real experiences. All right, so we closed. Woohoo! Now, let me go through my process of going all the way back to the beginning. So just write their name at the top of the page. So for purposes of just clarifying, we'll call this buyer Victoria. So Victoria is at the top. Where did we meet? All right, so we actually met at a spin class where I was teaching a spin class. I became a spin instructor. So I do want to sidebar off of that really quick. So I started going to spin class. I joined this little spin community. Then I started teaching spin class. And I did this because I loved it, because it was my time for self-care. It, it just brought me joy. And I connected with a lot of great people on that. So I decided I didn't really like full-on market, like, hey, I'm a real estate agent, and turn that into my marketing plan. But this is what opened me up to do something you love. Don't join a charity that doesn't align with who you are. We already spend so much time working. Why not make your networking something that you love to do? And when you love to do it, you show up excited and you will attract people who are also excited about that. So again, do something you want to do. I had someone reach out and was like, hey, why don't you join the Rotary Club? This will be a great way for you to get new clients and all this. And I was like, you know what? I don't have time for that. And I get it. Yeah, I will probably get new clients and buyers and sellers. And you know what? They probably aren't my ideal customer avatar. And I won't be doing work or doing an activity or doing something that fulfills the rest of my life. So I'm going to go to these Rotary meetings and be exhausted and not want to be there and not listen. And honestly, I'll probably do more harm to myself because I'm not putting off good energy because I'm not excited about it. So anyways, do something you love. Networking doesn't have to look like it's always looked. All it is is you doing something you love, connecting with someone off of that. So let's 
go back full circle because I go on these little tangents. So I connected with someone doing something that I loved. We already had that connection point and we started to build a relationship and a friendship because of spinning. And I became known as Corinne, the spin instructor. And then she learned that I was a real estate agent because I had my cards out and someone else told her. So then she asked me about real estate one day after class and then we exchanged phone numbers. And then we started texting here and there and she would reach out for questions and then I would see her in class again and she would ask me like, hey, I just saw this property. Um, So those were all of these connection points. It started with a text message. Then she started following me on social media, then started following our professional page. I say our because I'm on a team, but you could reword this into my um, or your um, professional page. So she started following me there and I saw that she was interacting a lot with the posts, especially the real estate ones. So then I would see she would like or comment or send a private message and I would just reach out to her personally on her cell phone and say, hey, let me tell you a bit about this house. Let's set up a time to go see it. So anyways, connection points, right? So we met at spin class. That's where we met doing something that I love. Um, she found out about it because I put my cards out there and then the connection points. So we're following the road all the way up to closing the connection points, social media, text messages, phone calls. We also met, um, at the beach with our little girls. So we both have girls that are maybe a year or two apart. Um, and we both are a part of the yacht club in our local area. So we would meet there a lot. So anyways, these are all of the little connection points. I put her on the newsletter list. Then I set her up on auto emails to get updates on what the market is doing. So those are your touch points. That is the nurturing all the way up to when we finally went to go look at property. And so now we're heading into the experience. So the nurturing process is way longer than that and really takes sometimes years Um, and sometimes not, but that was just a quick example for you. So now you've already gone through the years of nurturing or the month of nurturing. I hope it's only one month for you. Uh, And now it's the experience and what what actually happens when when they're ready to take the next step. So they've been learning about the market because you've been teaching them about it. You've been just sharing information and your knowledge and educating them and providing value and friendship. So now you're building trust and through both the friendship and the value-driven content that you're giving them and also entertaining them all at the same time. And now they're ready. And who are they going to come to? They're going to come to you because they already trust you. You've already put in a little bit of work, so they also feel a little obligated because you've been the one with them along the way teaching them about the real estate market and teaching them about the process. So they're ready. They think of you. It is time for the experience. So my example with this buyer, we'll talk about we went out to see property and I set up an entire day or two days going to look at property and creating an experience out of it. So I had little goodie bags waiting for her with snacks and water and also, you know, a beautiful printout and booklet for her so she could write notes on the properties that she likes. And I scheduled in between each house to also go and experience different parts of the lifestyle and those little areas or neighborhoods. So that was experience one. Finally, she's under contract, so I negotiated the deal for her, and I communicated with her every week, and they wanted to set up a lot of inspections, so I set all of those up 
with my trusted partners in the industry. And I helped facilitate all of that. And I was there for them every step through it. Then we get to closing and I made that a big blowout experience as well. So I hope that gives you a quick idea. So that all plays into it. And then they wrote me this raving review talking about how I've been there every step of the way, even when this dream was in the making for home ownership in this specific area. And then how I was communicative and calming and um, really understood real estate and really understood the process. And so that made them feel comfortable and confident. So anyways, there's the experience part as well, because you know what? That right there is going to become your brand. So now we're going to head into everything that we've learned about this buyer and then what this looks like into creating a marketing plan. All right, so now that we've built that entire roadmap of our ideal customer avatar that you just closed on a property and you took it all the way back to the beginning, you figured out how you attracted them how you nurtured them, and what the experience was like, now all you have to do is copy and paste. So let's start at the beginning. How did you attract them? Do more of that. It's as simple as that. Do more of that. Build that into your plan. So quick example, for me, I met someone out doing something that I loved to do, something I enjoyed. So we automatically connected. So in my marketing plan, I need to add um, teaching a spin class every week or doing something else that I love. I love drinking wine. So attending a wine club once a month or twice a month or whatever it is, but build that into your marketing plan, which means calendar it now, put it in the calendar and plan for it. So that just gives an example of how you can use your past experience and whatever you did to nurture them, continue doing that. So for me, it was connecting with her personally and getting her cell phone. That really was a game changer there. And then also making sure that she can follow me on Facebook and providing value that was specific for that client. Um, and just being a resource when they had questions. So that means being really knowledgeable and being able to respond on the spot. So anyways, look again at yours. I'm just giving you specifics on my example. But however you got from point A to point Z and crossed that finish line, you need to do that again. It's just copying and pasting. All right. That's it for the, for the marketing plan. I know that you wanted to know exactly what that looks like. And what it really looks like is like what you just did. It's just the roadmap. So the roadmap that you created, that is your marketing plan. Just a quick thank you before I sign off for being here with me and this community and this movement of branding you real estate. And that's really what it is, is by you doing business how you want to do business. I keep emphasizing you because it's about you and how you want to do it and leading from a place of truth and who you are. I think this industry is going to evolve and grow, which it needs to do. And we're all going in that direction. And I'm excited to see what happens to this industry by all of us leading with our heart in a couple years. So keep doing you. And yes, I'm going to sign off, but I would love for you to follow me on Instagram. I try and post there a couple times a week with like some really actionable um, advice and tips and campaigns. I just kind of 
throw up out of my brain. <laughs> that, that didn't sound right. But anyways, all my thoughts I throw onto my Instagram page that will hopefully help you. So Instagram is branding you underscore real estate. And also if you have an idea for a topic or if there's something that you want to learn more about, please shoot me a private message. All right, guys, happy branding.